This is my favorite album. 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 Welcome to my favorite album with me, Andrea Cleary. I'm Alison Langer, and this is my favorite album. Hello, welcome back to my favorite album with me, Andrea Cleary. This episode with soprano Alison Langer was genuinely one of the warmest hours I've ever spent over a Zoom call. I didn't actually know Alison before this conversation. The producer of this podcast, Fergal, actually put us in touch with one another. But by the end of it, I decided that I am keeping her forever. (laughs) Alison is a professional soprano who has performed all over the UK. Please, please check out her Instagram for some videos of her incredible voice. And if you get a chance to see her perform, she's amazing. (laughs) You can tell I'm gushing about her. I was absolutely delighted when she chose the one and only Celine Dion for her episode, a staple of my own childhood as well as hers. Ali was also really open about discussing the pressures put on women in opera and classical spaces that are not all that different to pop stars. I loved this conversation. Viva Celine. Here's Alison Langer and her favourite album. Ali, hello and welcome. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm very, very, very excited to talk about this album. I think when... (laughs) The idea, when Fergal and I talked about the idea for this podcast, it was albums like this that we really wanted. (laughs) Because I don't think that this album gets enough in the kind of, enough attention in the kind of pantheon of great albums uh, and and great singers as well. So please, uh, if you don't mind, please introduce (laughs) your favourite album for us. So my favourite album is Falling Into You by Celine Dion. I'm I'm just, I'm thrilled. (laughs) I know it's my favorite. It was released in 1996. So uh, a million years ago. A million years ago. And I got it as a Christmas present the day it was released. And I think just, I can't, just, she was just incredible. Her voice. (laughs) So she, she was, she was there with you since you were, since you were young. Since I was young. So I was six years old in 1996. So yeah, she was from a very young age. She was, um, was there and I got this album and it was just the in my CD player <laughs> forever and I never took it out and it was full of scratches by the end but I would just listen to it on repeat and repeat and mm. just although listening to it today there are a couple of songs towards the end I thought oh I don't know I must have skipped past those ones because there are a couple I sort of think oh I didn't quite didn't really listen to that one. Or I, I had a similar experience li- listening back to it, actually, because I remember, I definitely remember the big ones. And then there was mm. a few I was like, oh, I vaguely, this is awakening something in the back of my mind, because this this was a CD that was in my house. It was one of my mom's CDs. It was, I think Aww. she'd, this, Shania Twain, Jewel. There was all, it's oh, kind of wow. just a, a, a lot of the big ladies. Um, but I remember listening to this a lot and just wishing yeah. so hard that I could sing and I couldn't. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. I'm sure you do. <laughs> no, you, you can't be one of those people who says everyone can sing because you really can sing. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> so tell me, t- t- tell me about that. Tell me about um, 
being a singer as as a young person and maybe the role that Celine or these these kind of big songs and big <laughs> singers played in that because I find that so interesting yeah well it's funny because when I looked up the date that the album was released because I remember I got it as a present because I'd seen it in WH Smith and it was one of the you know you have the top 10 CDs and I just remember seeing it and thinking oh I want this CD and my mum saying well it's Christmas soon you know and uh, I on that particular year that was the year that I joined my church choir actually so it kind of coincides quite well and then um, I think I've always said to people that when I listen to Celine Dion every single fibre of my vocal cords and my nose and all the things that we sing as trained to use so all of those little you know, muscles inside our noses and underneath our, in our tummies and everything, they just start to vibrate because I feel like Celine Dion uses every bit of that muscle to sing. Mm. So listening to her, I, I would try and copy her sound so I'd get very nasal. She's a very nasal singer. You'll hear it in loads of the songs. Um, probably also because she's from Quebec and she's got that sort of French nasal that she, uh, she can sing with. Mm. Um, but it just, even today, it just slots, even though now I know more about the technique of singing, um, even when she does the gravelly bits on her voice, especially at the top, when she really screams and goes for it, I still think, well, she must be doing something right, because even today, like when she's older and she's still singing live all the time and still singing so well, mm. she, she knows what she's doing. So yeah, it, I think me joining the choir and her influencing the way I sang, you know, it, it's got to have had an influence. Yeah. Definitely. And did you did you want to sound like her? Did you want to kind of replicate oh, that yeah. tone, that really nasal tone? <laughs> yeah, I tried very hard <laughs> to Celine Dion and it did not go well. <laughs> because again, it, this has always been a thing when I was growing up. I would want to do musical theatre and I would never want to sing opera or classical that just wasn't on my radar mm. I would really push against it so I tried so hard to sing like Celine but the only way I could do it was by adapting my voice in that sort of classical way or that you know mm. operatic way to to cover the sound um because it was the only way sort of my voice went so you know maybe if I'd spent a bit more time really training to sound like Celine I could have maybe but no one can sound like her so. And you, you, you mightn't have the same career opportunities as you, as you do now, because we don't yeah. tend to see many, no. <laughs> many uh, singers who sing like Celine on stages. These no, days, exactly. Which I think is a crying shame, actually. Um, oh. Because she is, she's one of the great divas, right? And I think mm-hmm. she, I think generally she doesn't really get her dues as one of the greats. And I think going back, listening to the album, I think part of the reason for that is that she's kind of done dirty a bit with the production on a lot of the songs, because even for 1996, some of them do sound like kind of karaoke backing tracks to other songs. And it's such a shame. I know the synthesizer and all of the sounds that they use. You're just like, oh, no. And you just sort of think like this woman she, like the next album she did, she sang with Barbara Streisand and Pavarotti. She yeah. did a duet with Pavarotti. And it is so, and they've got a full orchestra because he was probably like, right, well, I'm not doing a duet with Stevie no. unless I can have a full orchestra. I'm not, Pavarotti is not having a synthesizer <laughs> in the room, in the building. <laughs> I know. And it, but, but I think that's also why I love listening to it is because of that sound and because of those 
you know, it's just so this incredible voice accompanied by these like and so many saxophone solos as well. I, I mean, forgot gone. about all the saxophone <laughs> solos. <laughs> it was like so another good. one. There couldn't possibly be another one. My God. Uh, I mean, that's the thing about her. She, she, she's not afraid to be different. Like mm. she reminds me a little bit of Annie Lennox. You know, Annie Lennox mm. is so unique, and her songs you just know it when it's her. And that's what Celine Dion does. You know, and she has the intros to so many of her songs are sometimes like little symphonies in themselves and there's one song I'm sure we're going to talk about all the songs in a bit but one of the songs called the man I was listening to it because I, I used to have this on repeat constantly because I loved the opening and it's like a yeah. it's a choir but now listening back it's not a choir it's synthesized choir yeah yeah <laughs> you know? and, it, and I just think she makes this huge huge like ethereal sound and then they drop the chord like the classic Celine Dion uh, think twice chord, you know. Yeah. The opening, the first thing we hear on the album is that absolutely iconic chord oh. at the beginning of what I think is one of the best songs ever written. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, it's all coming oh back to me God. now. It's all coming back. I mean, let's really talk about is. that song. <laughs> I I will say whenever oh I hear God. it on the radio, I get very, very excited and I, and I sing yeah. and I'm very excited. But when I hear that it's the radio edit and not the seven and a half minute version, I am furious. Oh, raging. Absolutely raging. Because it's like, it's just so unnatural. It's not even a a good cut. It's like, no. bam, you know, go straight into the, oh, we can only play, we can't dare play Celine Dion for seven minutes. No. Well, I'm sorry, but it, you can. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, it just, it sounds like a splice, you know, it, it, it goes yeah. from, I think, the, the end of the chorus, but like the kind of a fadey out bit. And then Absolutely. she should go into the, it was those empty threats and hollow lies bit. But then it just goes straight back into the slamming of the door again. And oh you're no. like, hold on. She has put a lot of work into the dynamics of this song. It's a story. <laughs> it's a whole story. And it's oh obviously no. incredibly dramatic and melodramatic, that big kind of meatloaf yeah. sound. But I exactly. love it. I love it so much. And it's much. the whole, the music video as well. Yeah. Like the whole, oh my God. I just remember watching it and in tears, like, oh my God, he's going to have an accident on his motorbike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And I think it's such a good opening to an album. Mm. Isn't it? Like, I, I, I love that it is a kind of a, a Marmite song for a lot of people because this, this oh, is yeah. the kind of thing that Celine Dion does where you're either totally on board. Like no, nobody has a middling opinion no. of this song. <laughs> no. Like my, my one or the other. Yeah. Like I told my partner that we were doing this, this, um, this album today and he was like, oh God. And I was like, well, look, you're not invited, actually. No. <laughs> you just don't listen to You're not allowed to be here. But yeah, it's, it's All Coming Back to Me Now, I think is probably, it's my favorite song on the album. And I think that's because there's the most amount of actual instruments on it. Yeah, exactly. It's like really, it's, it's all the stages and it's like, you think it's over and then the theme of it's all coming back, it's all coming, and you're just like, oh, yes, oh. and then like the guitar, and it's just the build up to all of these like, yeah, the drums, moments. the drum sounds so huge, like that slamming yeah. of the door bit, and it's like, boom, oh. and you're like, oh my god, he's gone. <laughs> 
Where's he gonna sing the whole song? <laughs> it's so this bit, this bit. It's oh, it's just, stunning. It's a musical, isn't it? It's a whole musical in itself. It is. It's oh, kind of it. it's kind of Phantom of the Opera esque in how kind of ridiculous yeah. it is and melodramatic yeah. and huge. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so tell, tell me about some of your favourite songs on the album. Well, I can't really not mention this one because Fergal, um, who's producing this, was actually at our wedding. And uh, he, so I had this song when all my bridesmaids walked down the aisle and it's Because You Loved Me yes. by Celine Dion. And this is like, I, I was, you know, when we first got engaged, me and my husband, we were like... I, I said, no, there's no way he'll let me have any Celine Dion. I'm not even going to like float the idea to him. And then the more, the, the sooner we got to the wedding, I was listening to Because You Love Me and all the words, like, it's so cheesy, but it's true, you know. It's, it's like the, for all those times you stood by me. And then I got a string quartet to arrange a version of it. Oh, and beautiful. as they were walking down the aisle, I was just doing going, <laughs> <laughs> she's and here wished, in spirit I know I wish I walked down the aisle to it as well but we we I walked down the aisle to a different song but um yeah it was just so lovely and then and, and it's just such a, a classic you know mm. and it's a theme from a film isn't it and I'm trying to remember which film I th- yeah I think you're right I don't think it was yeah oh god I should know this being a diehard Celine Dion fan because you but, loved me film was it's from, from up Close and Personal, starring close Robert and Redford time. and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I mean, see, there you go. And Legends it looks, the from, the, from the posters and from the stills, it looks like quite a steamy film. Well, there we go, see? What's going <laughs> on the list? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Because You Love Me. Obviously, it's one of those songs that I think everyone is just so familiar with. Um, yeah. It's a classic. But what... <laughs> what kind of took me by surprise is what what my reaction was listening to the key change at the end. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, oh it was it was it was such a weird thing because I I think I've grown very resistant to key change in popular music, and I think that's because of singing competitions like X Factor. I think yeah. that ended the key change oh, in the world. Exactly. And then I was listening to it and I was like, right, if I trust anybody to do the key change, it's it's Celine. And she it's does Celine. it. And I'm like, yeah, but but I had to, I had to kind of push through it with like my modern ear. Do you know? It's so I mean, funny. a key change is a key change and we know what it does. It's like, oh, we're not finished yet, but I'm oh. going to show you the same thing, but slightly higher. But the thing that's great about Celine Dion is she just holds this note over the key change yeah. in this song. And it got this like, I keep using the word gravel when I talk about her singing mm. because she just goes right into it. And then she does all these like amazing, calling them ornaments. That's what we call them in there. Yeah. <laughs> in classical singing. But I swear I learned how to sing coloratura because of her, because she's so, so good at doing all those like, oh God, I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> in, in the proper term, but they're, they're like, ah, I can't yeah. do it like Celine right. can. But, but- Riffs. 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 Thank you. The riffs. Thank you, Fergal. The riffs. That's the word. See, <laughs> brain. <laughs> I'm not really, uh, I don't know what the, all the lingo is, but yeah, the riffs she does are insane. And when you when you watch her singing live, it's mm. unbelievable. Because when someone can do that live, I mean, you're just like you are a goddess, and you know exactly what you're doing with your yeah. voice. And like you year know? after year after year after year, like she she is. 
she's a kind of a serial tourer as well. Like she performs a lot. Um, have you ever seen her like No, I was devastated. So we were, I was supposed to go with my best friend and um, we looked at tickets, but it was all, I was doing a show every night that she was you know, doing oh. a show like Celine. <laughs> I was doing an opera. You're the same. I know, we're exactly the same. <laughs> so I'm still desperate. And I, one of my dreams would be to go to Vegas and, and see yes. her. But I mean, listen, who knows? Who knows? Still... Yeah, does, she, does she have the residency in Vegas? she she did I'm not sure if she does anymore but mm. she's she's um touring not at the anymore moment. no not anymore I didn't think oh. so but she's touring at the moment and she's just had to cancel um her, some of her European dates because she's not very well oh, and she did a video I know she did a video on social media and even the way she cancelled her tour and the, the video she did it was like so iconic and so like she just means every word she said and I was just <laughs> crying my eyes out and my husband's looking at me like oh my god Ali come on you weren't even going she's so epic she's just oh she is she seems like somebody I would be absolutely terrified to meet like if if I got a call and was like yeah like we can get Celine on the podcast you know I think I'd be like (gasps) No, thank you. You you can come on as a guest host, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm kind of afraid of her just because she's like such a I don't know, she she was such a voice in like all of my growing up, you know. It's yeah. yeah, I think I'm so terrified. Do you know I don't get that impression? I feel like she would just be so kind and she Mm. comes across as so warm. And there's a clip, um, because I follow all her Instagram. social media things and she's always um she's posted this clip of her backstage and during a very very quick costume change and she walks in and she doesn't say a word she's given I mean she has like a team of people around her dressing her doing her hair mm. and she just stands there and she's smiling at everyone she's not going hand me my glove do this do that you know she just treats everyone with respect and she turns around and thanks everyone before she goes Aww. back on stage and I just, Celine. that's what you do. I mean, maybe it's because she was being filmed. She just thought, oh, I've got to be nice. But <laughs> sure. I I believe it. I believe she's yeah. an amazing person. You know, she better be after all this <laughs> fangirling I've done all my life. <laughs> um, speaking of social media, um, if... It, you, we don't we don't have to talk about this but mm. I was looking at your Instagram stories yesterday and I really mm. admired mm. the gusto with which you responded to oh. a tricky thing would, would you like to talk about that but we don't yeah. have to yeah absolutely. okay no, so maybe, absolutely. maybe you could explain to us what uh what was going on yeah so I had I, I'm singing at the moment a role for a com- an opera company in London at Pollen Park and um I had recorded an, the aria that I'm singing uh, from from this show from this opera and I um put it on my social media they shared it so I shared it and said oh look at this song that I sang and you know it's always a little bit cringe putting putting videos up you just think oh god you know and you when you put something out on social media of course you're open up and people will say lovely things and people don't tend to send me horrible things or Mm. say oh I didn't like that at all because you know I I haven't got a very a massive following you know it's not like I'm a, a sleen um And also, but you're you're I, really quite good. So <laughs> oh, well, that's very nice I can't imagine many people being like, "Well, that was rubbish." Oh, well, look, that's so nice. And and the thing is, you know, I thought I was obviously happy with it because I put it up. If I wasn't happy with it, I wouldn't. I would have said, "No, please don't put that on online." 
Um, and I got this message, a very anonymous message, no picture on their profile, no name, it was just symbols, you know. Mm. So obviously a, a troll, I guess you call them, saying, oh, your singing is beautiful, but what a shame that you've put on weight because you won't be cast in any shows anymore and, or you won't get any roles or something ridiculous like that. Mm. And I read it and at first I just laughed. I thought, what on earth is this? This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. And then as I was driving back from Hustle, I, was just, I just got more and more enraged because I'm, I'm lucky that I feel very happy in my life. You know, obviously I've been a little bit up and down with my weight in past in the past before but nothing to the point where I have an eating disorder or you know I'm that worried about it but if somebody had received that message and did have an eating disorder or did feel really um uncomfortable in their own skin which let's face it this industry we're in it it is a lot about what you look like Mm. Um, I mean if we're going to take it back to Celine Dion she is so thin she's tiny I mean I don't know if that's her natural Wait, but sometimes I look at her and I think, oh, but I can see every bone in your body, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's not a healthy thing to be. And it's not, I don't understand, you know, I spent years training my voice. Um, and and that's what I was showing. And yes, I looked at the video and I thought, oh, okay, I'm, I, oh yeah, and I put on weight because I had a baby, by the way. Well, <laughs> I was just was about to interrupt reason. you and say, <laughs> there is the small matter of the yeah. human you birthed. Exactly. And it was, it was 11 pounds as well, can I just yeah. say, an 11 pound baby who was huge. And he is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love him. And every stretch mark and little bit of podge that I've still got is totally worth it. And I would pile more on if it meant I could have another baby like Ted. But like, I, but even that's the side point. If somebody is, has put on weight because of something else that's happened in their life, whether they've had a baby or not, just doesn't matter. It just yeah. doesn't matter. It's, it, it, it's the voice. And I'm, when I go and see an opera or I go and see a show, I'm listening to the beauty of the voice and the storytelling. And we can, we can change the narrative of storytelling. You don't have to have a super skinny person and a super skinny, you know, cast. And obviously, you know, if you're skinny, then that's fine. If you're naturally, I mean, if you exercise and you like exercising, I used to like exercising. I just don't get any time anymore. And, you know, I like, I'll try and go for a run, but most of the time I just want to chill with my baby, you know, yeah. and my husband who I don't get to see very often. So all of these, this, this like emotion came up yesterday. And once I'd calmed down, I, I really just thought, thank God I'm okay, because that could have pushed somebody over the edge. Yeah, and just I be think careful I... what you say. Sorry, yeah, when, when I when I saw the when I saw your stories, I was really struck by the fact that there really is no part of this industry that isn't um, that that this doesn't come into play, at least mm. in some way. I mean, I think most of the listeners to to this podcast would probably be less familiar with the world of kind of opera or classical singing and yeah. may, maybe. I, I, I don't know if I thought that it was kind of only ever about the voice. Obviously, nothing is well, in this industry in, in this industry is only ever about the voice. But I think because yeah. of how much training you have to do and the work you have to put in and how good you have to be to make it mm. or to get roles in mm. opera, it's not as if they're ten a penny. It's a very competitive industry. And yeah. and still there is this this kind of this focus on this pressure and I got really yeah. angry 
<laughs> I got really angry because I was like, you know, pop, pop singers obviously train their voices, but like the mm. extent to which you have to study and train your voice and understand music and understand how to express emotion through music mm. and act and sing and do all of these things. It's like, for the love of God, stop, just stop. Give like, a break. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm loath to whether I should say this or not, but I will. <laughs> when I, when I was, um, you know, I'd had an issue with another, you know, I, I had gone for a role uh, for something and I, I wasn't hearing back. I, I heard great feedback about my voice, but I wasn't being given an answer about whether I was being given this role or not. Mm. And I just, in my own head, came to the conclusion that, you know what, I've put on a bit of weight and this character is meant to be a very beautiful character. And, you know, even though I've sung the role before, that's bye-bye. Um, and I was, I was at, um, I can't, I don't want to say it because I don't want anyone to think to know who I'm talking about, but I was watching a rehearsal and I looked on the stage and it's not like the five men that were standing on the stage ever went to the gym. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But nobody says anything to them about it. Mm -hmm. No one would ever say anything about them. Their voices and their, the way they look are uh, in reviews um, praised. And, you know, if a woman was on the stage looking that, that big, you wouldn't be praised you just wouldn't it's you know it's very difficult to to say because I don't want to you know not fat shaming anybody I'm not you yeah. know it, it's a terrible it's a really awkward thing to talk about mm. I think that's where the issue is it's it's an awkward thing um because it could really affect somebody and and I think look at the the airtime I've given this one comment when I had loads of amazing messages of support after yeah. I put those videos out and when I put the singing out before that I, I was like oh everyone really likes this I'm really glad I put yeah. it out there you know it gave me a real boost well I, I absolutely loved the selfie you took I think at a service station with a magnum and said oh yeah thinking I mean, about all the roles I'm not going to get because I eat this magnum <laughs> I was like that is perfect absolutely perfect well, eat that magnum I mean I was like every service station I always get myself something to yeah. I thought right you <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna eat this magnum and yeah. I'm gonna be proud and then I did feel a bit sick afterwards but you know that's fine. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you for talking to me about that because I, no, I, I just, I, 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 I wanted to bring it up, I think, because we're, we're all so aware of the kind of the pressure that is put on um, women, especially in mm. pop music. And it extends to kind of indie music and guitar music as well. But this is an area that I think maybe people would be less familiar with and just knowing that this, this bullshit still happens there yeah. too. And I really admire how, you, how you called it out. Yeah, oh, I thought well, it was great. <laughs> I think there's there's a few songs on this that I I don't remember being as poppy as they are. Uh -huh. So make you happy, for example, is the kind of song that my mom would say has a good beat, and yeah. <laughs> and I think that yeah, just it's means true. it's like a little bit. You can kind of do like a little mom dance to it, and I think yeah. declaration of love as well. Oh is my that god, kind that of is like my favorite. That big. I, okay, tell tell oh me about god. declaration of love. So, so that was the one I was about to say next. Declaration of love is like um everything that you want in a song it's so uplifting and the the opening it's like ba, ba, and she starts doing her riffs I know the word now um and she's just you're like you know you're in for a ride of this song yeah and she takes um and, and the guitar she sort of duets with the guitar at the beginning and 
it's just literally declaration of love for Celine giving all the joy and yeah. all the her musical magic in one massive epic song and it yeah. just bring makes the back of my hairs and back of my neck stand up I love it <laughs> yeah I I I had that was a song I had forgotten about I think maybe yeah. I skipped it when I was a kid because I only wanted yeah. the ballads I think of course, very of dramatic course. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the reason I I listened to it so much is because I used to just sit and pretend I was in a music video or I was Celine. I would be in literally in the mirror with a hairbrush or whatever I had in my hand, you know, just it was oh yeah, I love it. Yeah.
an iconic career <laughs> with so much success and you're so talented and I brought it back to that but I mean her singing memory was the only good moment in, in that in that oh, I, absolute yeah. fever dream of a film but um <laughs> but yeah she's she's this kind of big voice as well but I think like yeah. what What what's funny about Celine is that she yeah she gets kind of accused of this over singing but even even at the beginning of All by Myself, that kind of almost whisper she's doing or like oh, the the yeah. last line in um it's all coming back to me now when she's like and yeah. if we and you're like oh, what like <laughs> what? It, she, <laughs> she can kind of she can express like her her emotionality isn't only coming in these like big big moments it's it's yeah. just as emotional to hear her kind of whisper sing something and you're like yeah on tenterhooks like it's true and actually I, just this morning I was listening to the album again and I the last song on the album is a song called Fly mm. and it is so strange and I think for some reason I remember every single word so I mustn't have skipped this one yeah but she's basically saying fly fly little one and she sings it like it's so so it's like she's being a mother and she's taking on the role of a mother speaking really quietly to a child yeah but she's it's whisper singing and it's you know I mean fair enough it's probably if, if you did that when you were singing an aria or something it would be it wouldn't be seen as an operatic technique let's sure, say yeah. or a classical technique but uh but it creates such a character and it's such a strange song um you know to, to put in there right mm. at the end and she does that thing and she's like <sighs> and it's just it's very cheesy and it's yeah. very you know it's like if I'm completely honest I was watching going listening to it going um yeah I might have to get this one I won't yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird but it's also her style you know yeah another but that's her. that's something so interesting about her that I mean, she she has written none of these songs, which I, th- I and I think this is the first. Um, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't written any any of the songs. No, I don't. So what I find so interesting about what she manages to do with them is it, it's that like to make you believe that she is the person to sing this song is that she has to inject it with all of this emotion and this character. Yeah. And I guess that that's not similar, that that's not dissimilar to something like performing in an opera where not only do you have to sing perfectly and hit all the right notes, but you act, you have to do it convincingly as though you are yeah. singing from the point of view of that. Um, what's that mm. like? How, how do you how do you do that? How do you get well, into that yeah, that's kind true. of space? I didn't really think about that, you know, because it's... Um, yeah if you're singing in an opera then you're singing something that someone else wrote and you're telling a story and a lot of the time the composers aren't alive anymore so you're you're really having to really look at the score and think about why is he or she written this and why have they you know um why have they decided that you've got to be quiet here or you know why have they put these rests in and I guess that and you want to tell the story as accurately as possible that the composer meant them to be sung mm. and that's where the um all the beauty in the storytelling comes from so if, if Celine Dion is singing songs that were written by someone else she I looking at her and the way she works I would have thought that she would speak to the composer and say right what what is it what do you want from this song and she listens to the words she knows she uses every word so well um you know especially in, in oh, the first song you know it's yeah. all coming back to me now that is just 
use she uses all those words it's such a dramatic yeah. story that she's telling and she, she yeah in, even it. her enunciation is dramatic like yes, exactly. you can feel every consonant that comes out of her yeah. like it's yeah you really can yeah but um, I think she is so characterful on it like you you believe that like when when she's singing that she's you know somebody's left her or that she's distraught or heartbroken yeah. you're like oh my god who hurt you and then in these <laughs> other moments like you know where, where she's singing about being in love and you know this is everything I've ever wanted and I'm so happy you you believe her there as well I think the the only points where I don't get as much from Celine would be like there's a few songs that like, like I said earlier I, I just think the production just like like seduces me I find a strange <gasps> song do you love it now okay. listen it is it's a real um it is a strange song and it's very I like, think when I was a kid I thought I wasn't old enough to listen to it yet because I sort <laughs> of knew what the word seduces meant and I was I know, like I'm I too know. young <laughs> Well, if you think about it, I mean, I got this album when I was six or seven years old, yeah. so <laughs> it's a little odd, but the more I listen to it, because I, I would listen, I listened to it throughout my entire childhood, and I remember feeling like seduces me with the first sort of like, oh, sexy song I'd ever listened to, yes. so I think yeah. it was like a real, oh my god, this song's amazing, and the, just the way she does it, like, she, she does all her runs and her riffs, but in a totally different style to the way she sings yes. it in you know the declaration of love you know it's totally different yeah it's not and nearly think... as dramatic or or, or melodramatic no. it's still very dramatic exactly. but it's not that kind of big huge thing yeah and I actually had that song seduces me on my playlist when I was giving birth because <laughs> 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 it needed... they were I know <laughs> they were like um, you need songs that you know give you all the lovely oxytocin and make you feel good and I was like well I seduces me by singing on always makes me feel good and it's like the Craig David rendezvous that's probably one of my favorite songs oh, and that's again like that's another song that I was like oh this is a sexy song <laughs> like, you know, you're young and you're discovering it all and <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh god I'm giving way too much away now, well I <laughs> I think I was kind of thrown into that world because I think the first sexy song I remember seeing or or like experiencing was probably yeah. Dirty by Christina Aguilera. So oh, I would have well, liked to be in East in by Celine, <laughs> but I wasn't. That's like right in at the deep end there. I was like, okay, this here we go. <laughs> yeah. Here's, yeah, here comes puberty. Celine Dion's the making love stuff. And, yes. You know, yeah. I wanted to ask you about kind of the the world of of operatic and classical singing and how how people within that world tend to look at singers like Celine. Like, is there is is there a kind of a oh, it's all very showboaty, or is there a is there some eye rolls about like oh oh probably that yeah. probably would be. I mean, I would just be like. But no, no, if, if we're really being serious, you know, so yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're comparing Celine Dion to that kind of singing, uh, sometimes I'll listen to her and I'll think, oh my goodness, like, how is she not ripping her, her vocal cords to shreds? Mm. But, um, you know, when you're in a, when you're being trained classically, you are taught about, you know, almost forgetting about your throat. So using every muscle in your you know down below using without getting too technical about it you know using your the muscles in your nose using all that space that you have to sort of bypass your throat so that okay you can your your resonance is as uh what's the word i'm trying to use 
as um, alive as possible because you have to sing across a huge orchestra, you know, and you're and you're trained to not use a microphone. Whereas when you've got someone like Celine who's singing all these things, she's she's got the support. It's like musical theatre. They have microphones, so you can sing quietly, and you don't really you can use that as your your crutch. But we we can't, so we are trained to to keep our voice in absolute tip-top condition so now listening to to songs that sing things of course like I'm still like I adore her and I'm in awe of the way she does but I, I do think oh my god like ouch it doesn't have the same effect on me as it used mm. to because I'm I'm sort of listening to her as a singer which is a shame because I think that's what happens and that and in our in our world you, we care so much and we look after our voices so so much that you, you can't go to a concert or you can't go to a um a recital or, or it's not, not a recital like a, a pop concert I don't know what I'm trying to say or a, a musical without thinking oh my god your voice like just mm. be careful or you know we've, I've, I've always got that in the back of my head and it's sort of taken away the just enjoying the music so I think that's why if I go and see jazz or I go and see you know a just instrumentalist you can relax so much more because you don't have that same uh relationship with it I yeah suppose, you know? that's so interesting yeah because I think you know the 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 everyday like non non-singing person everyday non-singer mm. um would listen to Celine and be like this is a person who has mm. looked after their voice. This is a person who is trained in not, not operatic and classical singing, but certainly trained in how to, how to do big, big, big pop singing. But I, 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 I wonder what, what it is that somebody like Celine trains for. Is, is it to be like, may, maybe she's still just training to hit the note and she doesn't have to worry as much about projecting. Um, yeah as if she was I, I think there's also a, a thing in that she probably sings her repertoire and she sings the repertoire that she knows so well yeah. that it's just in her and she would know if she's not going to get a note so if I um am doing an audition and I sing my my certain arias that I've been training I know on a day right you know even though I'm feeling a little bit off I know I'll be able to hit that note because it's really in me and you know I can I can make it work it might not be as perfect as as you want it to be but you know when is it ever perfect um but I guess she would just be the same she would sort of do if she wasn't feeling good on a set or maybe on her high notes you know she'd probably say you know what guys we're going to cut these off I, I, I'm talking like yeah. I know her and she talks to me <laughs> that's what we want here she does talk you know, to you <laughs> that's what she does she talks to me all the time this is what she does <laughs> I think you know you that's I think that as a sensible singer mm. uh which I'm sure she is she would probably yeah because do I, I I don't think she does the I can't remember what what no it is that she does hit in in all by myself but she doesn't do it live she brings it no. down um yeah she, she kind of alters then, it a little bit fair enough like the thing is with her it's like she did it once you know like it's yeah. that's all that's all that really matters exactly. you know and you know it's the same thing it's in um you know phantom of the opera the big high notes in phantom of the opera that's a click track yeah people press play on the notes so yeah. you know it's because that's what people come to see oh my god you've just like, broken oh, my heart because i saw song. phantom of the opera oh. last week <laughs> And oh, I was like, oh, I, mean, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, listen, this is just from what I've heard. I've okay. just heard it. Allegedly. Rubbish. <laughs> Allegedly, that's what they do. 
Okay. Well, I mean, it did. It did sort of feel a bit too good to be true. I'll be honest. Oh no! Like, oh. oh, listen. Maybe I'm doing her. I'm not doing her any justice. She she may well have sung it. Who knows? I won't say where where I saw it or who it was. Cool. Yeah. And we can we can throw <laughs> out all the accusations. We can. <laughs> no, I please. I wish I could have a clean track. That would be brilliant. It would be great yeah. if you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, let's use a computer for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of using the computer for this one, I I I think mm. that, you know. What's so funny about this album is that, like, I was listening to it, 1996 it came out, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, the production, and I do keep coming back to the production because we know that Celine's voice is so good. But there's something, like, I feel like it sound, it probably sounded dated in 1994, but I can't imagine it yeah. being in the 80s either. It's kind of, it's, it's a weird sense of nostalgia in pop music, but I can't actually place... Mm-hmm where these songs belong and maybe it isn't that they belong in an era it's that they belong in that kind of musical theater sort of area which itself is sort of timeless in a way as well yeah I suppose so it's like her and Meatloaf you know I think yeah. you know they did they did a bat out of hell which is the Meatloaf musical yeah and actually this that song is in it that it's something back to me now yeah and um I may I feel like maybe Celine Dion Please God that she will never die and she will never leave us. Oh, but she'll never die. When she'll outlive us. She'll all. never die. She'll just outlive us all. But when she does, you know, or when she stops singing, if she if she decides that one day she wants to stop singing, they probably will do a Celine Dion oh musical. You know, you know I hadn't even thought about it, but that is like they have and to. And I am. I will be ready to take on the role. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> to do it. So when start that start happens, unlearning be... all your operatic <laughs> yeah, techniques. Exactly. Start straining your voice okay, and I'm singing through your nose. <laughs> but like, but I mean, yeah. songs songs like "Dreaming of You." There's like these pan pipes. There's like you know the yeah, twinkle, the, the little like. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any other music that that's used in it, even, even in the 90s. I'm like, wow, it's just, they really went for it. It's, it. They really, really did. And like, there was another song, this is one that I skipped over that I listened to today. And this is definitely one that I didn't quite, I couldn't even like work out where it was going. But the song, I don't know, again, that mm. is really, it's almost a bit, um, word it's, it's it's like I, I i can imagine the music video would have been her on a mountain with people like and just like staring up into the sky yes you know it's, yeah that they obviously didn't have that much of an impact on it's me like, i don't know <laughs> new agey or something or just like yeah it's yeah a little yeah, yeah you just and you can't you're right you can't really put it in a time can you, you can't really put it in the 80s or the mm. you know it, it's a it's a genre all by itself. Yeah, Celine. I I would love for Celine to return to this album and record it with live musicians, but basically just her oh, piano, yeah. like piano, bass, guitar, just like the bare bones of it, and then like a string quartet as well for yes. for all by myself. Like, it would be amazing. Yeah, I like. And I bet it, she would as well. I I I really I want her to because I think it's the only thing that makes this album not like maybe maybe people are resistant more to the production on this album than her yes. singing do you know what I, I mean? agree I completely agree and that's why going to see it to see her must I mean I still can't believe I've never seen her live but I bet going to see her is just that's why it would be incredible because hope, I mean I think she would have a band she wouldn't have well they probably got the synthesizer there because you know it's her yeah it's her yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so do, do you have any any final thoughts on Falling Into You or an, any other songs that you wanted to talk about that we haven't that we haven't gotten I mean, around to? I think. Well, I'm just going to get the album up on my phone because yeah, I was listening to the other album. The next one that she released in 1997 was um, "Let's Talk About Love." Wow, and I mean, um, I mean, huge. Let's just talk about it. Huge. <laughs> and she she did her Barbara Streisand duet on that, which was mm. is so good. Hang on, I'm just gonna get I'm gonna get it up now. Um, which is "Tell Him," and it's um, it's so good. It's like I just remember the harmonies in that song is amazing. Yeah. It's a classic karaoke again. Although I never found anyone to sing with me, so I had to do both. <laughs> Well, so I was singing Barbara. Fergal is right over there. (laughs) Next time I come to Ireland, Fergal, we're doing it. (laughs) Amazing. amazing. (laughs) (laughs) She's just, and then she sort of her image changed when she. um, Oh, she looks so beautiful on that album cover. And you know, she does have that kind of Annie Lennox look with the hair. The yeah. kind of the androgyny she, and the very like sharp feature. She looks yes, so beautiful. Absolutely. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Stunning and the reason. Oh my god, the first oh. song on that album. So I'm talking about a different album now. No, like, that's so okay. Let's do another podcast I've, on that album. I've I've a funny <laughs> feeling no one's gonna come and talk to me about let's talk about love. So <laughs> go for it. I I will. It's just it's brilliant. And it, yeah, it's just it was sort of like uh, you always worry about the second album, don't you? Like mm. Oh no, because I just discovered her, and I'll, I have this memory actually. Of, <laughs> I was thinking about this this morning. My best friend Becky, um, she had come over, and I had just started seeing this guy, and uh, we were in my bedroom with the door open, and she was there as well. We were just, you know, <laughs> my first boyfriend, mm. and uh, we were just chatting away. And I remember she, I had a CD rack with like my Celine Dion albums, Craig David. I think I had an Usher CD on there as well, and then like every musical known to man mm-hmm. <laughs> on the CDs. And Becky just looked at me and she was like, oh my God, Ali, you've got a Celine Dion album. I cannot believe you've got Celine Dion. And I just remember her saying this and thinking, oh my God, what's this guy going to think? Like, oh, this is really embarrassing. Is, is, is I, that not right? Should I not have a Celine that, Dion album? I know. But I just, I just said, you don't know. I'm going to show you. do not understand. I was like, I had this impulse to just defend Celine. God. Whereas, you know, I think if I'd... If it had been anyone else, I would have gone, oh, no, it's not mine, it's my brother's. That's my mum's. Yeah, know, that's my mum's. But I didn't, you know, I was, I was so, remember, really standing up to Celine. <laughs> yeah, I, and, you know. I, I remember sort of, of listening to her secretly, or not secretly, but, like, I remember feeling really, <laughs> as as a child, I was, like, really um, embarrassed by, like, if if there was ever, like, a a kissing scene in a movie I was watching and my mom was there I'd be like oh my god and I'd like leave the room yeah I don't know I was like as a child I was so resistant to letting anybody else know that I was at all interested in romance do you know what I mean so I think listening to Celine Dion and Tony Braxton and Whitney and you know the the big cheesy love songs I I remember wearing my headphones even though they were my mom's cds i remember wearing my headphones to listen to them because i was afraid that mama come in and be like oh do you like that song do you like a boy (laughs) i don't know i was just so like resistant to that and just like no i wouldn't even admit that i liked a love song i was like no i like yeah i like pig floyd like dad i think it's funny i when i would listen to them i think at one point i remember my mom sort of saying ali you can't just sit up and you've in your room listening to sad songs all the time because oh. you know I would come down sometimes just like 
<laughs> yes, you can, Ali. I will defend I your can. right to sit in your room and listen to sad songs I until did. the day you I die. <laughs> so I do want to say, because I think I did used to come down sort of like in a terrible mood sometimes. I like really sad. And I went to a place of listening to Eva Cassidy loads. And I think that oh was my the God, one me too. was like, Ali, can't just be careful. Just up in your room just, listening you know, to like Fields yeah, of Gold and Songbirds. Exactly. I'm for the music video and I was there. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, oh, I think I, I think we would have gotten along. <laughs> I think we would have been best friends. You know, what could have been? <laughs> I know. Yeah, God, I loved Eva Cassidy. And I remember my first boyfriend, my first like proper boyfriend broke up with me when I was 18. And I just oh. I'd like moved house. And I, I don't know why, like all, all my CDs were still like packed away or in storage. So I only, yeah. again, had my mom's CDs and my mom is a big Eva Cassidy fan. So I was like, fine. And I like lay down on my bed and I put on Eva Cassidy. Um, was it Songbird or you? you the, 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 oh. uh, the, Songbird. The, the big the, one with, with, uh, with Songbird and Fields of Gold and yeah. uh, Over the Rainbow um. on it. And I popped that on my CD oh. and I just like lay on my bed and I was like, oh, this isn't a good yeah. idea. I shouldn't be doing oh, no. this. <laughs> But isn't sad. that what love ballads are for? I know. That's what it's for. I know. You know? And now I just, I, I, I sort of listen to big love ballads now and like imagine myself in very dramatic situations that I don't yeah, tend to get yeah. in my day-to-day <laughs> life, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> but it was that, that's what I just did. I would, if anything had happened to me at school or if I'd had like a bad experience in anything, uh, this would what I is what I would do. I would put on these this CD and yeah. just listen and listen and listen and just let her transport me somewhere else <laughs> and that's but that's what it's for yeah. you know that, and that's why we love them and that's why music is always going to be so important in the world in at any moment in time mm. you know when when something bad happens there's always music somewhere you know yeah and you have to find it oh, <laughs> you know. oh yeah that's so nice I, I, I really wish now I, I, I could be like and guess who's here <laughs> oh my god we've got a big surprise for you oh my god, when, so when you come on to talk about let's talk about love I'm go, I'll try and arrange it wish you will that's your mission now I'm not doing it <laughs> well Ali thank you so so much for coming on and talking oh. to us um, if people are in the UK and want to see you or follow you or keep up with what you're what you're doing and watch you singing um, how can they do that yes well you can um, I'm on all the social medias I'm not very good at it but I'm on them um, and I am also going to be singing uh, Michaela in Carmen for Holland Park this summer so that's my next thing coming up Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. This was great. Thanks so much to Alison for the chat and to you for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your podcast apps. And if you wanted to leave a review or share with a friend, that would also make me very happy. This podcast is an original Tall Tales production with thanks to Fergal Curtis for producing and Cassie Delaney for the artwork. See you soon.